0: Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show.
1: When you use the Apple TV remote, you can say, what did they just say? And it will skip back 15 seconds and turn on captions and then turn it off after 15 seconds. So I've totally made a shortcut that does exactly that. It'll skip back 15 seconds, turn on captions, then it uses the wait action and then turns off the captions.
0: Hello there and welcome back to another episode of iPad Pros. We are now getting really close to the public release of iPad OS 14 and something I love to do this time of year is catch up with Matthew Castanelli about what is coming out for shortcuts in the next big update. So coming up is that first part of that discussion I had with Matthew about what's new in shortcuts for iPad OS 14. We chatted for almost two hours and am excited to get all this great information out to everyone. If you want to check out our past episodes, listen to episodes 41, 42, and 58. That'll give you a comprehensive look at what was released for shortcuts for iOS 12 and iPadOS 13. If you want to support this podcast, you can head on over to patreon.com slash iPad Pros. Every dollar goes a huge way and is greatly appreciated. Get episodes early and bonus content by supporting the Patreon. Also, if you haven't left a review on Apple Podcasts, that is another fantastic way to support this podcast. A quick note, make sure to keep listening until the end of this week's episode to hear about something new Matthew is launching on September 1st. There is a special link as an iPad Pros listener that will get you in the door early. So make sure to stick around until the end of this podcast to hear all about that. With that, here's my interview with Matthew Castanelli, all about shortcuts for iPad OS 14. Enjoy! Welcome back to the podcast, Matthew.
1: Hello, how's it going?
0: Doing well. I like this uh, yearly catch-up on, on shortcuts. Apple uh, keeps updating it, so we'll keep talking about it.
1: Yeah, totally. It's great for me. You always have such a detailed set of questions that I'm like, oh yeah, I
0: forgot about this, or <laughs> something <I'm> like
1: <laughs> I can It's always a helpful reference for me, too, so...
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if people haven't listened to the previous episodes, please do that. Go back and listen to uh, Shortcuts right before uh, iOS 13 hit and iOS 12 hit. Can you introduce yourself for those that haven't heard those episodes?
1: Sure thing. My name is Matthew Casanelli, And uh, I guess for the purposes of this, most people would know me from being part of the workflow team um, before we got acquired by Apple, and then it got turned into Shortcuts. And I actually ended up leaving Apple to kind of pursue my own independent career um, before shortcuts was even announced or anything like that. So since that came out publicly, I kind of realized, oh, I have all this knowledge about how this what's now called shortcuts works. And I wanted to share it with people. And so I've started a YouTube channel, which I'll admit, I haven't made a ton of videos all the time, but I still am going to be getting back into that soon. Um, and then I have a podcast on the This Week in Tech Network, TWIT, which is, uh, the podcast is called Smart Tech Today, and I do that with Micah Sargent, and we basically cover all of the internet of things, smart home gear that you can get, and automation through things like Google Assistant or Echo Skills or Siri Shortcuts. So yeah, that's pretty much, I like to share all about how I use Apple devices and try to help people understand how Shortcuts works, because pretty confusing, and even still today, it's Fairly complex, but there's a lot to be done with it. And I think iOS 14 is going to be a big step for just making it more accessible to regular people and even to me for because of simple things like folders. But we can get into that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just before we move on, the uh, smart home stuff, do you have a favorite kind of like weird little smart home thing that most people haven't heard of?
1: One product I like is called the SwitchBot. And I don't think it actually works with HomeKit. At all yet, but it is a, um, they have a shortcut for their app and it's a tiny little smart home device that basically is a physical manual trigger. So it, when you run your automation, it works with Google Assistant and Alexa stuff too, but when you run the automation, it will physically move a trigger and press a button for you. So that's like a lot of gear that you would make smart. Either you'd have to buy some sort of $200 version of it that barely makes it smart and is actually kind of dumb. Or you just can't automate it at all. No. So I actually have it on um, my espresso machine and it turns on the coffee in the morning basically, which is awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a little fancy. So I always, <laughs> some people <laughs> give me credit for the espresso part, but it is like if you have a thing that, you need the physical button pressed. You can buy these and put it on and then run a shortcut and have it happen. So
0: Nice, yeah. And then before we dive into what's new with shortcuts, what have been some of your favorite shortcuts you've built out over the past year or so? Ooh,
1: this is always an excellent question. Um, I've been doing a lot personally for a lot of the specific work areas where that I cover. So things like video production and writing and I've started to get into streaming a little bit, but running shortcuts while you're live is always a bit of a challenge. There's been some fun ones with video production. I went through, and in general, I like to make checklists for different type of work tasks, especially when they're repetitive, because I don't want to have to remember all of those little steps. I just want to follow it and do it. And at a certain point, I realized if each of these steps is part of the checklist, and I have a shortcut for each of those or or like I'm probably going to do something with shortcuts related to that. I might as well just make shortcuts for every single step of the process. (laughs) And (laughs) so now I have like 65 video production shortcuts that are sometimes just as simple as opening the app, even the same app different ways, just under a different name, just so I can kind of be a dumb person and just be like, okay, what's next? I don't want to think about it and take me there, uh, my iPad. So I'd say that set is fun but it's a little esoteric right now i have i'm not totally ready to share it because as you might as i was saying before i haven't made too many videos with it but yeah that's kind of the goal going soon
0: yeah i do a similar thing i actually built mine with editorial many years ago for posting the podcast so it walks me through every step opens the different web pages and things that i need to do to publish the show and yeah it's very handy just having that no thinking kind (laughs) of way of getting your work done.
1: Mm -hmm. I have a similar one for Smart Tech Today that has actually been really nice and only recently I think I've got it almost fully automated to the point where it will scrape the podcasts. Um, It uses the podcast actions in shortcuts to look at the information and then gets the website link and then I scrape the website and format it how I want it on my website and then I've even been able to, we do a video version of our show and it embeds the youtube video and then also adds like links to the show at the end so i have my like post about podcast episode is i'm pretty sure i'd have to i'd have to time it but it's like three taps or something like that from nothing to like it's ready on my website and i even have push cut notify me when it's available which is nice <laughs>
0: oh very cool yeah it's fancy <laughs> so before we dive any deeper in the shortcuts i wanted to just bring up one question we got we put out to kind of your Twitter verse of people, uh, what do you want to know? And um, something that stuck out was the question from Brandon on where do you see the iPad going next few years and how does this differ from where you want it to go? I kind of want to ask a little bit around that. Has the trackpad support been a big thing? I imagine the iPad is where you build most of your shortcuts and like the direction of the iPad you want to go is making it easier for you to work with shortcuts. And
1: Of course, I'll always want it better. Like, I want, I will want it to be easier to build shortcuts on iPad, but I don't think it necessarily has to resolve around, or it necessarily has to revolve around people building tons of shortcuts. But I think being able to use shortcuts and integrate it into your usage of iPad will continue to get more and more important. Ironically, it's slightly less important than iPhone this year, kind of because of the situ- the widget situation, where widgets on the iPad are just sort of locked to the left sidebar, and on iPhone, you can have them anywhere on your home screen, and I'm definitely a little disappointed because I may or may not have gone overboard with all of my widgets <laughs> in the shortcuts widget. And on the iPad, it's just one giant row on the left. But on the iPhone, I have like all these fancy designs and things like that. So,
0: Yeah, how cool would it be if you had a widget on the iPad that just took up an entire page of shortcuts?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, I mean, that's pretty much just opening the shortcuts app at that point. But even yeah. still, there's a lot with, um, we can talk about it too as we get to that, but Um, I think stacks are super interesting, especially in regards to shortcuts. Oh, for sure. But for iPad overall, um, trackpad has definitely made a huge difference. It's kind of, it's fascinating. I mean, I tried really hard using the iPad not to be like, anybody can use the iPad and it'll be totally fine because I definitely have RSI and that's probably, I can pretty much say it's related to using the iPad before the trackpad and even in some ways specifically Building shortcuts while um, the iPad is up on the keyboard and at a bad angle. Like I made that mistake a couple times yeah. during big working sessions. While I was at workflow, actually, of just like not being bothered to take the iPad off of the keyboard, and then I would have my wrist back up and stuff like that. So I did some. I did not take care of myself that way. But the trackpad is, has been amazing. I mean, what iPad and the Apple. App ecosystem will be like in the next few years is is totally going to change with apps coming to the Mac and I'm I'm thinking just overall development becoming more cross platform. So that is a pretty loaded question. I'll li- I won't lie, but um I think it's going to be great. Like I think we're in a very good position and especially I, it feels like a lot of the potential that iPad has always had over the last few years and. People like you are great at revealing that to people. I think now is going to be the chance for a lot more people to take advantage of it and like truly integrate it. It's going to be sort of a mess, though, figuring out there are so many platforms now. Like One thing I, I do struggle with is I have a Mac, I have m- maybe multiple iPads, I have <laughs> iPhone, Apple Watch, all this stuff that I have to have like uh, context in my task manager to help me decide which device to even use
0: because (laughs) there's
1: so many. It's like, which one do I choose? I don't want to keep making that choice, but I do lean towards iPad a lot of the time.
0: So let's get into shortcuts and how you use it, I guess, differently on the different devices you're talking about. There's all these different platforms. Is the iPad mainly for creating the shortcuts and is kind of the iPhone primarily where you run them or what's kind of your... How do you use shortcuts on iPad versus iPhone and now the watch?
1: That's a good question. There's definitely a blend. I do tend to probably do more work-related shortcuts on my iPad and more personal type things on my phone. I think in some ways the phone's screen real estate is just so much smaller that I will naturally be able to see less of them and scroll through my my giant library and things like that. But one of the major things that they added to shortcuts is folder support this year. And so that alone has completely enabled me to actually use my shortcuts in the way that I always was really trying to before. But just looking at a giant list single file of a thousand shortcuts is like Nobody can really (laughs) take advantage of that.
0: No, Um, you try to color code, but that only goes so far. Yeah, which, I
1: thank goodness I had done that because the second I got the folders, I just threw them all into folders and I was ready to go and everything was already categorized. So my meticulous... Hours and hours spent. Oh man, comparing that time spent was like, it was like one evening as opposed to probably like many, like a week straight of spending a lot of afternoons doing it the entire time. So I'm very satisfied that we got some of these features. Even just the ability you can now pick up multiple shortcuts at the same time and drop them into a folder as opposed to before, it was literally one by one. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Scarred for life from that. Um, I will forever <laughs> appreciate multiple selects now. And that even works on iPhone too, which is if you pick them up with one hand and then go back to the folder area with like another finger, you can drag and drop inside the shortcuts app on iPhone, which is nice. I think that is probably. I mean, I guess this is iPad Pros, so I would assume people who are listening have an iPad, but if you are on your phone, you're not stuck being like, it's difficult to organize or something like that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, um, on my phone, there's definitely a lot of more health and on-the-go opportunities to use it. And I'd say, I mean, in general, I have the issue of asking Siri, and then I have other devices, and so my iPad doesn't consistently isn't consistently used for the actual siri part of it and i would say a lot more on my phone or using airpods or something like that i use the siri side of shortcuts but yeah it kind of is is a blend and just depends on what i'm doing i won't even lie to like a lot of times what i'm doing on my phone is just going on twitter so there's not always (laughs) like tons of opportunity there but right um i have so many i mean i have a hundred folders now so there's there's lots to do, to, and I've got to bring them down a little bit level. That was something that I was researching with the Apple Watch. Is there's so many shortcuts that I want to use, but just having the list of 20 options on, on the watch is, a, is completely absurd. And right. on the phone, it's already too small. But on the watch, I think I need to do a lot more where you use choose for menu to, to, and then a, a bunch of different options of, with run shortcut to run your various shortcuts from one shortcut gets a little bit meta but it's kind of like a launcher that you keep on your watch and then you can kind of reduce it down yeah like i literally have 230 shortcuts that i could use on my apple watch so (laughs) scrolling that list doesn't work very well but there is the ability to add complications to the apple watch now for shortcuts and that's a pretty cool area that i also need to explore more and i'll I'll tell you why in a bit, because I think I know a secret about the Apple Watch faces that I haven't heard anywhere else yet.
0: Okay. Yeah, we'll have to dive into that a little bit later, because I am excited about the Apple Watch. Um, that's the one platform I have not installed the beta on, because it's a watch, and I need at least one reliable device. <laughs> uh, <to laughs>
1: well, that's been a whole...
0: Emergency phone calls.
1: Trust me, it has not been a great beta season. I was totally prepared to do all these live streams and figure out how to use shortcuts with people and then it was it crashes constantly and things are super laggy and i'm pretty sure i would just get really frustrated on a live stream <laughs> so i think i'm gonna try soon but we'll see it's still i'm still running into some it's
0: bugs it's been reliable on my ipad but my iphone se the original generation of mm. course uh ever since uh, beta 1 2 are great the beta 3 hit Never since then, it needs to be plugged into a battery pack at all times. Otherwise, it'll just reboot constantly and it just needs constant power. Otherwise, it, it doesn't work, uh, basically. Yeah, well. So hopefully they fix that <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> by the final release because it didn't get fixed with beta 6 either. And uh, uh, the last beta, beta 5, if I triple click the home button to pull up the accessibility thing, it just crashed the phone. That got fixed hmm. this time around. So, anyways, it's been kind of shaky for me on the phone yeah. side. But. With that said, uh, I just want to touch on the trackpad, which we got at the end of the iOS 13. Has shortcuts been updated in the iOS 13 build, or is it the same with 14? How how does it react to the trackpad? Is it customized in any way?
1: Um, it's pretty simple stuff. I mean, um, when you hover over shortcut, it will kind of do one of those little growing animations just to show that you have that's where your trackpad is. And then also if you go over the little dot, dot, dot in the corner to the ellipsis to open it into the editor, that will kind of, your cursor will kind of morph into that. Um, But that's one of the bugs that I'm having is sometimes when I tap on that and then move the cursor, it will kind of rubber band in this weird way and get stuck, and I'm kind of like, oh, God, it's it's (laughs) like a weird... uh, And sometimes I have to double-click just to get it to go, so I'll end up like reaching up to the screen or, or I have to force reset. So that's where... Is even just opening a shortcut sometimes will crash. And I'll be like, oh, gosh.
0: It's the same behavior between 13 and 14?
1: Um, I'm not sure about the bugginess, but the trackpad general features, yeah. Okay. Um, Because a lot of the stuff they've built, it's all now built using the default things. So in general, I'm pretty sure most apps just kind of got those trackpad features for free or whatever. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing for, it would be nice to have it for the parameters in shortcuts, like where you're hovering over fields that you could select. Having the trackpad kind of morph into those would be nice. But there you can, it does do the text selection and everything like that. So overall, I mean, for me, the best one is the ability to scroll just up and down really fast. Because right. when you have a very, very large library, you can pick up shortcuts. I, I got to test again because I haven't done it in a while, but I'm pretty sure you can you can pick up a shortcut and scroll using basically three fingers on the trackpad. So that's really nice. It, being able to throw them up at the top and move around and stuff really quickly is nice.
0: Right. And something I've done is actually combine touch with trackpad. I'll touch and hold to capture something for a drag and then use the trackpad to do some navigation. And you can actually do both of those simultaneously, which is a nice kind of merging of both tech.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's actually some new um, keyboard shortcuts, too, which are great. So you can do show next tab and show previous tab using control tab and control shift tab. And then also um, Command 1 through 9 will go through your first set of folders. So those are nice little features. If you're good at kind of a set at the top that you want to use the most often, you can quickly switch between them.
0: Oh, very cool. And then what version of shortcuts are we at now with uh, iPadOS 14? (laughs) I had
1: to research this just to make sure because I I basically am just going off of what I said last time on the show. Yeah. I think it's 4.0 now which is, because I I didn't make any videos, I don't think they added any actions in between um, last time, but I don't know how much that, I might just like, it shortcuts on iOS 14 as opposed to the version, I think now, because it's last year it became part of the operating system, and so now it really is just kind of, I don't know what version the Notes app is anymore or anything like that. (laughs) So, yeah, it's just kind of... Whether or not you're on iOS 13 or 14,
0: yeah, because I was trying to look in any of the system preferences of uh, shortcuts, and doesn't show it anywhere the version number. So yeah,
1: yeah, I could check. I'll I'll see. I assume, I guess, with the different like mid release point one, point two, point three, they'll have more in the release notes. So yeah, maybe I can update you then.
0: So uh, broadly speaking. What are you most excited about this version of shortcuts?
1: I think in a big way that overall usability of shortcuts, you kind of, in past versions, the more you use it, the more difficult it became to use because you just suddenly had to organize your shortcuts or come up with some sort of system. And I think a lot of people ended up just not really bothering it with it. But what's really key about that is the folders that you use can be set for the shortcuts widget. And the shortcuts widget, is now it's replaced instead of there was a lot more in previous versions now there's only up to eight shortcuts but what it does is enable those shortcuts to completely run from what is the equivalent home screen oh it's kind of complicated and so i'll have to pick this apart a bit but basically now you can have various versions of the shortcuts widget anywhere on your home screen and those can be set to individual folders so like i said before that's Totally, what I did, and added fifty versions of the shortcuts widget <laughs> for all of my different sh- folders, and it's a it's a whole mess. It's it's just an experiment, of course, but that's gonna. I think that's gonna be what brings shortcuts out of the shortcuts app and onto people's home screens, and makes it easier to use, because there's also a, a two by two row, and then just a single shortcut widget that you can use, which is super cool. Then to stick in a stack, because then you can have basically Siri can automatically show you that shortcut when it's time for you to run it. So yeah. in addition to the Siri suggestions stuff, so there's so much of it being pulled out from the shortcuts app and the stuff with Siri is going to be even better. with. There's a new compact UI and things like that, so it's not as Im- Im- obtrusive, basically. You can run your shortcut and it'll kind of just pop over from the little siri blob that shows up. so i'm i'm just super excited to get people to use more shortcuts especially we'll get to this too but like developers can add a lot more and that's super awesome
0: oh very cool so the widget do you configure which folder it is on the home screen itself for that widget installation or where's that done yeah um
1: so when you place a version of the widget then you can it's it's crazy now that i even think of right clicking on their ipad um but you can when you or tap and hold and then there's the edit shortcuts is the command and then when it basically flips over the widget card and then you can choose the folder from there. And so each individual use of the shortcuts widget can have a different folder.
0: And then folder support. Is this everything you wanted out of folder support? Is there anything lacking or, you know, how does this exactly work you, you know, with color coding and stuff like that? Does that exist in any way?
1: I do wish you could. Apply colors to a folder or something like that and have some more advanced features on top of that. But for now, it's definitely like solves the problem that people needed with just being able to organize your shortcuts and then be able to. I wish you could have subcategories. So, like in shortcuts, there's just an area for my shortcuts and then your folders. But then those that folder thing has a drop down, and I was like, "Ooh, man! If I could have folders of folders, then right. I could organize my thousand a lot more and have <laughs> a work versus personal section or something like that." Um, but
0: <laughs> not this year.
1: I, it's like I don't want to ask for too much right away. I yeah. totally—it's this already solves it very well.
0: You get to name the folders, though, right?
1: Yeah, and you can give them custom icons. I did run out of icons, but I think they've added more now. So <laughs> it's like they have a lot of icons and I ran out.
0: <laughs> is there a way to add your own icons to the app if you wanted to be really custom about it?
1: Um there is not. Okay. I wish that was possible because that would be cool. But yeah. right now it's based off of SF symbols. And they just added in during the beta season a lot more for like AirPods and HomePod and things like that because they own the rights to those as opposed to most people not being able to actually imitate that if you do make icons, so.
0: Oh, very cool. Yeah, I wonder if, uh, I have the Beats Studio 3s. I wonder if there is a glyph for that because there definitely is when you connect to them. uh, Yeah, exactly. Like there are for AirPods. I wonder if that'll show up. I would assume.
1: I, I hope they continue to expand it to any symbol they have on the system because why not?
0: Yeah, totally. So we had before last year the ability to backup shortcuts and that was back Briefly, is that removed again? Are we going to be able to back up shortcuts again, or what's the deal with that?
1: I'm not sure in terms of whether it will be back, but it's currently not in the betas. I, I have no idea. I should maybe try to figure out if that was just a fluke and a bug that you were able to reinstall them. Basically, it's if you drag a shortcut out of the Shortcuts app into files, it'll create a dot .shortcut file, and, in, and it was dot .workflow before, and you could always... Re-add those back into the app, but part of the problem was I think people realized that you could basically create your own dot shortcut files and then add them into the shortcuts app, and it would do. It could maybe mess things up, or you try to tell it to create an action that did something weird, and I think it created some issues. And yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a workaround where if you, I think if you use get link to file the action in shortcuts on a dot .shortcut file, it'll create an iCloud link for it, and then you can add it. But I should probably confirm that before I tell people <laughs> that. There, <laughs> yeah, that'd um, be a
0: nice workaround, yeah. Uh... Yeah,
1: there's definitely, if you are interested in that type of thing, um, you can go on Reddit, and there's a lot of people who try to get in that realm. But I use the get link to file action. If you use that in combination with get my shortcuts, then you can create links to those shortcuts, like iCloud links, just programmatically to share with people. Yep. And I use that to back them up to Airtable and do this whole fancy thing. So it's still possible. It's just the dot shortcut file. If you could back up 500 of them and then just go through and tap on them to add it, it would be a lot smoother instead of going through the, the gallery add, add to shortcuts process every single time. But Apple's generally, now that it's part of the OS, I think they're worried about people breaking it because shortcuts is all over the place and right. accesses the system in ways that it never used to in the past.
0: Yeah, and we're going to get some exciting ones pretty soon here. Before we do, building shortcuts is something that's gotten a lot better with copying pasting of actions. So you no longer have to have these like mini subset shortcuts that you put in the other shortcuts. You can just copy and paste these actions. Mm-hmm. So how does that work and, you know... Um, you know, selecting multiple things to copy all at once and all of that. Um,
1: there is not select multiple. That would oh, be nice. there's only uh, just one at a time. Okay, yeah. So it is. I won't lie. I haven't totally found a ton of use for copying and pasting. And I think partially it's maybe it's because of the particular way that I tend to build shortcuts. But if they're using variables from other actions, even if you copy and paste both of those actions into another shortcut, they won't reconnect and they won't understand that those things were supposed to be connected. And so for me, a lot of the times I'm trying to copy and paste some like rich, rich dictionary or something like that, that if the variables in it get unlinked, I might as well just recreate it from scratch at that point. I did notice though, at one point I've had to restore one of my iPads to get iOS 13 in order to have one of the actions function at all um, that I needed. The post wars press was just cra- crashing on launch. But then I, I noticed when I was in some of the shortcuts, I, w- I wanted to go copy and paste something and I couldn't. And so it's still definitely useful. But for me personally, it hasn't been like, oh, this is a total game changer. But it is really nice for lists because I think one of the major things that I've had trouble with in the past was that I had to start storing my lists somewhere else in order to use them in my shortcuts multiple times because otherwise if I wanted to update that list, I'd have to go through and fix that list every single time. And then I had a bunch using run shortcut to grab that list and then I went out to data jar even as far as that. Um, and then sometimes I'm kind of like bringing it back in, maybe doing too much external um Reliance but that so copying and pasting like a full list of information is really nice especially I tend to like keep like my work areas or contexts or something like that and then you can copy and paste through so it's definitely nice. I think there is one weird bit to this and this happens in the widgets actually also is there's a different if you copy and paste while you're at the bottom of the screen the menu items will be in a different order. It'll say like paste below or like copy above and copy below and they will switch around depending on where in the UI you're tapping. <laughs> and so I'll keep thinking it's broken because I accidentally tap the wrong one and it puts it somewhere else. But <laughs> it's just kind of like a weird on the widgets thing too. It's like for the shortcuts if you if you try to like do a certain way to activate the folders it works but once it's in a stack you have to go a different route and it's kind of complicated so i might i need to send some feedback to apple because i feel like if it trips me up and i've spent a bunch of time trying to figure it out i don't know how a regular person would understand that like very specific nuance but
0: yeah <laughs> we do have favorite shortcuts or actions it'd be amazing if we had like saved actions that are like lists that are filled out that you can just drag in from that sidebar mm, that'd be, that'd be nice
1: yeah, that's genius like uh cuz there's a favorites list right now but having it already filled out that's pretty smart i the favorites list you can't drag and drop the order kills me i feel like that's a feedback i submitted like on day 1 with ios 12 and it's
0: it's just the order you Put it in there. I guess. Yeah.
1: Which is like. Then I was, <laughs> of course, me being me, I'm gonna go through my actions and like sort which the direct order that I want the favorites in, so that it's in reverse order as I add them <laughs> or
0: something. <like>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the links I go to to use this app sometimes right. are can be a little bit
0: absurd. So has the process of building shortcuts improved at all outside of these this copying and pasting ability? Um,
1: one of the best things by far is it now has multiple Windows support. And so that means you can have multiple versions of shortcuts open at the same time. Ooh. And you can have one on the left, one on the right. You can look at one shortcut. That's where copy and pasting becomes really useful.
0: Can you drag and drop between the two?
1: Um, You cannot, but okay. that's why copy and paste, I think, right. is kind of built for that. But Or, or you could technically with text, but I yeah. feel like that's getting more complicated. You're in like a field on that action, you might as well just copy it and then paste it over there, right. but um you can have a bunch in the slide overview for iPad and then have like rotate through those and I think now that I'm thinking about it, it has been a little weird in the betas of reloading once you get back to those, but my idea was having those open to separate folders, and then you could just go into slide over and open up a folder right away, and it's always ready so. I've got to re-dive into that because beta, beta season, you get a little jaded halfway <laughs> through. You're like, oh, God, nothing works. Then it really does kill your workflow a lot of times uh, when yeah. stuff crashes over again. But that, that is really nice for building shortcuts because you can just... I can't tell you how many times I had to go out of a shortcut to go open another one, then close that one and go find the other one and open it again. And now you That's can
0: That's why you have multiple iPads. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean <laughs> quite literally that I had to do it and because this is the job that I assigned to myself and I was like, I can't handle this and I had to have it open. So that's i'm slightly ashamed to say that but that's definitely yeah.
0: true <laughs>
1: so now i can get rid of an ipad like for real though right <laughs> oh god yeah, you yeah. Know,
0: i've been there with different applications that just didn't have multiple windows for so let's get a second ipad <laughs> and we're
1: we're too privileged there
0: <laughs> yep uh, for sure <laughs> so uh, what did the team add this year for new actions, the shortcuts, anything substantial? I will say it's not like a
1: groundbreaking, oh, there's 200 new actions. There is, I think it's 24, and then a couple that got updated, and they're mostly for Apple TV remote, which basically means the Apple TV, the Apple Watch app, which basically, that's, um sorry, let me clarify, the Watch app, which is, so that is basically Apple's using the little watch app that you have on your phone as the route through which shortcuts will control your Apple Watch. And so there's new features there. Um, the news app and uh, got a new show topic. Reminders got updated for the stuff that we didn't get in iOS 13. So a lot of the URL things that they added. Um, there's settings actions for the sound recognition features that they added to iOS 14. So you can have shortcuts automatically set at certain times for things like that. Um,
0: So if your dog's barking, you could have a shortcut that kind of plays with your dog that's barking or something. (laughs) Um, It's more, I guess, technically
1: I didn't think about it like that, but it's, it's more like you could turn it on, only like at night that to listen for the baby crying or something like that.
0: Okay. Um, Cause that'd be kind of funny. You have a little uh, robot thing that can yeah, get programmed to turn idea. on I when your dog part. barks or something weird. Oh,
1: that's kind of creepy. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. I
1: didn't think of that at all. You could <laughs> automatically have it. Well, I don't think actually, no. Okay. I don't think it can, the recognized sound can't be a trigger. You can just have short your phone set to listen at those. Points. Okay.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> just turn on the list. That would be good though. <laughs> yeah, you can have some home with
1: that. Yeah. Um uh they also added stocks stuff, so you can manage your stocks if you need it. Um, keep on top of Apples or Tesla. They're freaking all over the place right. this this summer. Um one that's awesome is uh start workout within the activity app on the Apple Watch is now i I believe it's renamed to the workout app. Um, but this will let you trigger a workout on your watch, which is cool. And then um We've got request ride, so you can have the Uber or Lyft integration. Show weather also keeps kind of popping in and out of betas, but I believe that just takes you into the weather app, but I think they don't have it for iPad right now, so it's kind of not there's no weather app for iPad, so it just doesn't show up there. And then calculate expression is nice. It's you can just type in a formula instead of doing a whole trying to figure out the order of operations physically using shortcuts actions you can just say like seven plus seven in calculate expression and it'll oh, do it for you
0: nice yeah, yeah so that's
1: actually really really good um it's like subtle but for if you know how to use it
0: you can yeah i wonder do it like time. if i was going through math class at some point if i was younger if shortcuts would be something helpful in any kind of math class scenario
1: yeah i mean i definitely in the times were i will say this This action maybe slightly negates this point, but in the past when I had to use the calculate and math actions in order to do something in shortcuts, it helped me remember the order of operations. Because you had to literally organize the shortcuts in the flow that you needed it to go in. And so it's like, oh yeah, you have to do this first and then that. And it was kind of like, oh yeah, this is how you do math. This is just how (laughs) computers are doing it all the time. We just have a bunch of shorthand ways to do it. So.
0: And then in the new shortcut, you can put in variables from prior in the shortcut that would reflect that. Yeah. Very nice.
1: That would be a big way to use it, I'd say, is you can have it count up like something somewhere else and then multiply it in there for you as opposed to using like three different calculate actions. Yeah. Two that got updated, uh, get device details now can do some stuff for Apple Watch, so you can use that when you're running a shortcut on the Apple Watch to basically behave differently because it knows that it's running on the watch and it has limited features depending on it. That. So that's actually, again, one of those ones that's really subtle, but if you used it right, you could have a shortcut that normally wouldn't work on Apple Watch still function and not just crash or something like that, which is cool.
0: What kind of device details? Can it like, pull out seg- cell signal, how strong that is, or what kind of things um, does it pull I up? think
1: it's just saying, is this the Apple Watch? If device is watch, yeah, that's the main one. Okay. Oh, the other one, this link to the next action is uh, get the current appearance, and then the action set appearance is now updated to actually have a toggle. So previously, it was just set it to light mode or set it to dark mode, and you couldn't tell whether or not it was light mode or dark mode. So these, I never really use this because it was like if it's already light mode and I set it to light mode, it's just going to do this. It's not going to look like it does anything. So. Now you can have more of a proper like programming flow for, is it dark mode? Yes. Then turn on light mode and do these things or something. Yeah. Um, that's fun. And then the two last ones, and I, I do want to go through the watch and TV um, actions also, but uh, get my shortcuts is now updated with folders. So instead of just getting the list of all thousand for me, I can go folder by folder and get the shortcuts out of that folder, which is, thank God for me, I love that so much. (laughs) Um, And I like to use ask each time on that, so that when you run it, it will show you your list of folders, and then you can just pick one. And then that usually I'll use that with then choose from list and run shortcut to basically I can pick by folder, pick one of the shortcuts from the folder and run it, which is awesome. But then they also added open shortcut. So now, for people who are editing their shortcuts, they can have a whole thing to find just the right shortcut and open it and get in there and fix things or something like that. So it's a little bit nerdier, but for the whole quality of life for people who are building shortcuts thing, that's great. And then there is also, um, going back to the Apple TV ones, What's they've had a set in iOS 13, which lets you turn on the TV and open an app and play and pause it and show the remote. And now they've basically gone another level deeper. I love The first one I love is just launch the screensaver because those are so beautiful. You could totally just be like, turn on the TV and turn on the screensaver just to...
0: Yeah, sometimes I'd go in the settings on the Apple TV just to like, let me go to the screensaver area settings to trigger that. Yeah, or
1: you can double click. I I can't remember if it's menu or the TV one, but if you tap that twice when you're on the uppermost level, it will take you basically out to the screensaver um, just using the, the physical remote. But yeah,
0: I could see that being in, integrated into a shortcut of like relaxing mode of like the lights yeah. change, screensaver goes on. And yeah, that's cool.
1: It's like instead of a black rectangle in your living room where you're spending every moment of your waking life now, you can have something nice up there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's another cool set of actions that can kind of be utilized together in an interesting way. There's switch user account, and then switch to light mode and dark mode, and also toggle captions, uh, I guess for toggle reduce loud sounds. So I kind of individually, a lot of these I didn't, except for captions, I didn't necessarily think were crazy useful to have as a shortcut because I don't necessarily need to use shortcuts to turn on light mode all the time or something like right. that. It already can do it itself, Um But then I kind of realized if you had basically shortcuts for each person in the house who has a user account, they could set it up. And when they turn on the TV, it could just automatically switch to their account. If they preferred, it could turn on light mode only when they're using it. Turn on reduced loud sounds, which will get rid of... like There are some times where you're watching a movie and it's like blowing up and you're like oh my god all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. and then i think the big one is captions because i don't know about you but i actually do keep subtitles on like most of the time especially okay. we're just kind of like watching tv or something or i mean especially during quarantine we've been re-watching tons and tons of shows or movies we've seen before and a lot of times having the captions on means you can just like do something else and kind of look up and see what they just said or something yeah. like that yeah So that one's great. I feel like that, of all of these, will probably get used the most. Um, And then another cool one is skip content on Apple TV. So you can have it... The first way that I thought about this was doing the whole skip intro thing, where depending on the show, you could know that it's always a minute and 15 seconds, and then just run your shortcut, and it could skip directly to that moment where the show starts again. Especially for um, iTunes movies and TV shows don't have that skip intro thing, so you can that there, are no that's really cool
0: yeah if you're watching vision through like a 10 season series yeah why not yeah
1: and then the other one that i noticed was um when you use the apple tv remote you can say what did they just say and it will skip back 15 seconds yes. and turn on captions and then turn it off after 15 seconds so i've totally made a shortcut that does exactly that it'll skip back 15 seconds turn on captions Then it uses the wait action and then turns off the captions.
0: That's brilliant. Yeah.
1: I was just like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So It's it's like you can already do it with the remote, but a lot of times people don't like to talk to the TV. Or you could use your phone with an NFC tag or something like that. So that's
0: pretty cool. Yeah, that's super neat. So um, where can people find your work and what you're up to these days?
1: I'm going to be launching something on September 1st on my website. A new way to get at shortcuts. The shortcuts I've created and ways to browse it. I want to let people who are listening now ahead of time, if you want to help me test this, I'll have a special link where you can fill out a tiny little form and sign up ahead of time to get a little preview access because I do want to make sure everything goes well. But I'm going to be sharing a lot more about shortcuts on my website. And basically, from now on, you'll be able to get a lot more of my shortcuts there. So I'm super excited about that. I would love. People who are listening to this podcast seem like the absolute perfect crowd. So, please sign up ahead of time. If you're listening to this later, check it out: matthewcasinelli.com. There's going to be lots of fun stuff.
0: And what's that URL if you want to sign up early?
1: Matthewcasinelli.com/slash-ipad-pros. Cool. And it'll redirect you to uh, Airtable form. Sweet. Um, but yeah, then I also have Smart Tech Today on Twit. We're actually going to be recording a little bit earlier going into the future. um, I think 11 a.m. on Mondays, starting in two weeks. And then uh, the show comes out after that, wherever you get your podcasts or whatever. Um, (laughs) And then I have my YouTube channel as Matthew Castanelli. And starting with iOS 14 launching, I'm going to be kicking back videos and streams into gear. So I've got streams on Twitch and Twitter too, kind of all over the place, but yeah. You can always find stuff on my website. I'll be linking to it all there.
0: Very cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. I always enjoyed these yearly catch ups with what's going on with Shortcuts, and no different this year. This was amazing learning about what. we're going to be able to do pretty soon here yeah
1: thank you for having me on I always have a blast and clearly there is a lot to talk about and so I hope people can take advantage of it and ask more questions like this is a collaborative process of figuring out how to use this stuff and so many times people have awesome ideas that I would just never think of so always feel free to hit me up Tim you too like if you want stuff for your podcast and stuff let's let's get it all automated I love doing that
0: absolutely sounds great awesome Well, that was my interview with Matthew Castanelli. Make sure to go to MatthewCastanelli.com slash iPadPros to get early access to his new Shortcuts resource. Thank you to Matthew for his time recording today, and thank you for your time and attention tuning in to this week's episode. With that, I'll talk to everyone again real soon.